From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of June 6th, 2012 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by our Orlando team, Walter Eccles, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Dustin West back on the controls. In this segment, John and Kevin are going to talk to us about their recently completed Adventures by Disney Viva Italia trip. This was a uh, special exclusive Diz departure. Uh, they were joined by about 30 Dizzers on this trip. And uh, this is not the first time that Kevin and John have taken this trip. Uh, it, there was some differences, I think, in this trip versus some of the other ones. Some good, some not so good. But I'm going to let you tell that story. Okay. Um, we not only did an Adventures by Disney trip, but we took a cruise beforehand. And in between the cruise and going to ABD, we spent a couple of days in Milan. So we've been away for quite a while. This was the longest trip we've ever taken. 22 days. 22 days. Um, obviously, we're not going to do a blow-by-blow. It would be way too long. So I want to kind of try to hit the highlights and the lowlights of this trip. And I know we want to talk about ABD, but we have to start a little bit with our cruise. Because our cruise was definitely different. I was so looking forward to that. I have to tell you something. I cannot tell you how many times in seven days the words, I'm so glad Pete's not here. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, what was the cruise we line? Did, we did Norwegian Cruise Line. We did a Mediterranean cruise. We left from Barcelona, um, went to Italy, went to Cannes. And Nate, this was the Norwegian Epic that you were on, right. which is one of their flagships. Their flagship, their newest ship, their biggest ship. Um, again, I don't want to do a, a blow-by-blow of the itinerary, but we have to talk a little bit about this ship. We have to talk about the stateroom. Well, first let's talk about the fact that you drive up to the ship or you approach the ship and it's this giant cruise ship with what looks like a tenement house stuck on top. It is the ugliest cruise ship I've ever seen it's in my life. It's a big rectangle. Really? And then on top of it, they've stuck a Lego tenement. And that Lego tenement is the haven. And that's the concierge suites, the concierge uh uh, special rooms. The um, it's looked like somebody put an IKEA on top of a, a cruise ship. <laughs> wow! It was the ugly, we pulled I up all the, the the Royal Caribbean ships are on port. They're beautiful. This ugly ship is our ship. The Mariner is there. There's a whole bunch of stuff, and all of a sudden, ours no, has ours has these big. Con- <laughs> Did you ever see containers sitting like um, cruise containers or shipping containers yeah. sitting in a lot? They put them on top of our ship. This is what it looks like. <laughs> That's weird. Okay, which cruise? Which ship was it? Norwegian, Norwegian Cruise Line, the Epic. Epic. All right, so we get on the ship, and you know, you go through all the things to get on the ship, and we get to our stateroom, and we had heard that our that the staterooms on this ship are different. They're not like any other stateroom on any other ship. When They're, you first walk in, well, wait. These are not these are not rectangular rooms. Somebody has decided that. There should be no straight lines in this room. Yeah, I'm seeing this picture. It's all curved. And it's all curved. So your your walls have a wave shape to them. This allows you to have cabinets that are about 18 inches deep and cabinets that are about three inches deep. <laughs> oh, jeez. There's not a lot you can put in a three-inch cabinet. <laughs> so when you walk into the stateroom, 
you know how you walk into a, a stateroom with Disney Cruise Line, and one side is a, a storage area, it's a, a closet, closet, and the other side is the bathroom. On this ship, on the left-hand side is, on one side is the shower, which is... Or a bathtub. Or bathtub, which is only enclosed by a frosted sliding glass door. Hmm. Not um, an opaque frosted door. Just like you could read through the door if you wanted to. Oh, gee. And this is as you walk into the stateroom. There's no room. There's no door. There's no separation. On the left-hand side is your toilet with the same no. frosted sliding glass door. Okay. I would have walked off the ship. Okay, now wait. It gets better. It gets better. There's a curtain. And there's your privacy. However, if you are doing things in the bathroom that you would like some privacy, you have effectively trapped anyone in the bath in the stateroom in the stateroom. Because it's all by the front door. Oh, for the door to go wait in a minute. Are you serious? Wait, it gets even better. Depending on when you walk into your stateroom, if the first thing is the dip in the wave, that's where your bed will be. If the first thing when you walk in is the like the hump of the wave, that's where your sofa would be. However, your sofa wraps around the hump. Now, you know sometimes you want to lay on the sofa and put your feet up? Try and put your feet up on a curved sofa. So it's kind of trendy looking. but It's trendy well, looking and you can't sit there. It's not comfortable. You can't lay there. So if your bed is the first one. Oh, now remember we told you there was a curtain? Yeah. Your sink and vanity are on the other side of the curtain. So if your bed is the first thing you see when you walk into the room, one of you sleeps with your head about eight inches from the sink. Oh, jeez. So, like you're sleeping in a dentist's office and you could and you have a spittoon. <laughs> <laughs> this was the worst designed stateroom I have ever seen in my life. Wow. Now, I also have to tell you, our stateroom attendant's name was Wilbur. Wilbur, Wilbur. Wilbur. Wilbur was from somewhere in the Pacific. And Wilbur was overtly friendly. And I don't mean to give you more information than you need, but I was using the commode for what a commode is supposed to be used for. And I'm already hideously embarrassed that the only thing between me and the rest of the world is a frosted glass door window. It slid back and forth. It was... It wasn't rectangular shaped either, so it was kind of like teardrop shaped, and the only way your knees fit into the end of the teardrop was to leave the door open, and who opens the cabin door but Wilbur? (gasps) Now, the door (laughs) swings open so that when Wilbur opens the door, he is face-to-face with the frosted glass wall. I could read Wilbur's name tag. (laughs) (laughs) And Wilbur says to me, hi, Mr. Kevin, is everything Okay. Everyone on the sh- coming out okay. <laughs> Everyone on the ship heard me screaming, Wilbur, get out of my stateroom. How bizarre. It's like it's like you're going to the bathroom and you're doing like moom and chants. It's like you can see the shadows. <laughs> it was very shadow puppet. After day one, I was using bathrooms in other parts of the ship. I think I would have been too. And I mean, we're talking about a stateroom that's pretty much designed for families. You could put in some of these staterooms for people. What goes through people's minds? Now, I understand that they switched leadership at Norwegian Cruise Line, and everything on this ship was designed by the new leader. The, 
previous new leader. Like he got in and decided this was my ship and I'm going to design it. <sighs> leader, like the leader. Oh, CEO. The, the CEO. CEO. Okay. I think like a the other nice thing is we were all tall and Matt Lawrence was with us from Australia, who's as tall as we are. And Matt had only been on one cruise ever before, and that was the Allure of the Seas. And we came back, you went on the Oasis. We came back raving about that ship. Right. Matt's only experience was on the Allure, and he kept saying to me, does it strike you as odd that I can touch the ceiling every place on this ship? There are no open spaces. It was like being in a 1970s motel. It was the strangest thing I had ever seen. It was... Again, all the ceilings low. All the ceilings were low. There were no open spaces. There were no soaring spaces like on the Allure. Wow. Even when you walked into the ship, you walked into a room that in none of the seven days was ever used. It had this odd desk in it, like you would expect, like they were selling theater tickets or something. But it was never used, and this was the welcoming space. But I could touch the ceiling in the welcome. And it was oh, very, geez. very tight. One of the other things about this ship is it, like every ship except for Disney, it has a casino. Love a casino, makes it for a better cruise for us. The casino is dead center in the ship on deck four, six. deck six, and it spreads out from the center down hallways. It runs the entire length of the Norwegian Cruise Line Epic. So trying to find someone in a casino oh my God. that is as long as the ship... And it's open to all other parts of the ship. There are restaurants off the casino. Weird. It was just our our table smoking, and the smoke is throughout the entire ship. This is, again, this was the worst design ship I've ever seen in my life. I will never do. I I said this is is a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I'll never do this ship again. Mm. I'm hoping that they change Norwegian. I'm hoping that the other ships are nicer, but this ship was a mess. From top to bottom, the design of the ship was horrible. I do have to tell you one other thing. There, This is freestyle dining, so they don't have a huge grand restaurant on the ship. The restaurants that are don't include an upcharge are smaller because they assume people are going to be elsewhere. I have to say the food in most of the restaurants was good. We ate in a restaurant, the Italian restaurant, and there were four adults on this ship, all who have been on cruise ships before, and we couldn't find the restaurant. Come to find out, you had to walk through the buffet to the back of the ship and look over the railing, and the Italian restaurant was two floors down. (laughs) It was the weirdest thing. So you either had to be able to walk down two flights of stairs. Now, if you needed handicapped accessibility, you then had to go back to the midship elevator, go down to deck three, and walk along the full length half of the ship through a residential corridor. State rooms or state rooms. There was a door that wasn't marked, and that's the door you went through. Like to, find the, to find the Italian restaurant. God, this thing sounds like a mess. It, it was, was a mess. A, did you, did, what, do you know how I preface this? Do you know what we said every day? I'm so glad Pete's not here. <laughs> well, I'm looking at their wow. website. It says Norwegians cruise like no other people That's on Earth. Exactly. Going on this cruise too. I'm glad I it was. Didn't. We had a good time. We, we had, had a great time. good time. We laughed um, again. Kevin said the food was actually good, very good in some restaurants. Oh, good we found that when we did Norwegian as well. Yeah, so there was no complaints there. Um, the itinerary was an interesting itinerary. We talk about we'll talk about doing a mid cruise sometime in the future. It wasn't our favorite thing, probably because we were going to spend so much time in Italy. 
Um, we de- got to do some great stuff. Um, and then the big story is we got off at Cannes and we hired a driver who drove us up the French Riviera. Oh, we were there during the film festival. We okay. However, festival. we were in the car at 9 a.m. There's not a lot of stars laying out on the sidewalk at 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool seeing, seeing Khan, seeing the French Riviera. We drove up to Monaco and then there was an incident. Ah, uh, yes. Do tell. We, it sounds like it was so long ago after reading it on the boards. We, I, my knee is bothering me really bad and I was using a cane. And all of Monaco is a mess because yeah. everything is set up for the Grand Prix. There are giant chain link fence everywhere oh, so yeah. the cars don't fly into the audience, I imagine. And those, and then there are huge, huge, huge sets of um, leisure seats. Yeah. So we had gone to, there's two casinos. One is free. It's the American casino. It's a dump. The other is the fancy James Bond casino, but you have to pay 10 euros to get in there, but they give yeah. you a 10 euro chip. So we had gone to the American casino. We found... Um, the Monaco Mall. I don't know what else to call it. It was like, but stores you couldn't really afford to even look in the window. So we're coming out of that. And Matt said, instead of trying to maneuver through the street, let's go through this park. It'll put us out right in front of the casino, the James Bond casino. So we walk through the park. No problem. The park is beautiful. And we come to a section where now we have to walk down this hill and there's about a foot and a half sidewalk. It's really hard to do when you got real big feet and cane. And then beyond that, there's a two-foot retaining wall and a lawn. So I was walking right alongside of the sidewalk, but on the paved road. And a bus made a turn into the street where I was. Well, I was wearing a bright orange. Was he coming at you or behind you? He was coming at me. So he saw me. I looked at him, and I was wearing a bright orange shirt. And I'm not a small guy. So... And he made the turn. So I tried kind of to back up because I didn't, there was, he made the turn so tight that I could see that there was no way for me to get out. So I started to back up and he didn't stop. He just kept coming up the street and he had made the turn so tight because it was kind of a narrow street that as he came around the corner, he, he, the front of the bus didn't hit me. The side of the bus hit huh. me and knocked me down. Oh, and luckily, over the little wa- wa- the wall. Uh, luckily, because it was only a foot and a half wide, when I fell, the majority of my body, as John said, I looked like the bear in this um, Downey commercial who fell into <laughs> the bear. Snuggles the bear. Giggled. Where were you, John? I was right there, trying to get him out of the way and trying to sort of get the were bus driver. Were you like behind attention. him? No, I was in front of him. I saw the bus coming at us. And he and ran for your life. No, he got up on the sidewalk. And then I like, just didn't do it fast enough. Oh. And there I, 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 I fell onto the lawn, and I realized that if I didn't pull my feet out of the way, the bus was going to crush my feet. Oh, jeez. So I laid there on the lawn for a second, Snuggled. and the bus, I, I think somebody on the bus said, you hit somebody, in French, and the driver <laughs> got out and berated me, and then shrugged and went on. Pulled away. And never, and... I wasn't hurt. I had no bruises. There was no nothing residual about Luckily, it. Luckily, the gl- grassy knoll was there. Right. Yeah. What did you do? Did you not start going off on him for hitting? I him did. I place? said thing, John. Well, first of all, the driver had told us on the way into Monaco that you kind of have to keep your nose clean. That's not the word he used. You have to kind of be on your best behavior in Monaco. We were told that if you get into an altercation with a resident of Monaco and you do not have a resident card. 
it doesn't matter what happened, you're wrong. Because they're all subjects of the prince. The prince. And the prince looks at them as their children and they can do no wrong. So if you have a problem. So we were told if you get into. Exactly. So I wasn't hurt. John kept saying to me, Are you okay? I kept saying, I'm not hurt. However, if you've ever been really, really, really scared, right. yeah, that yeah. adrenaline goes rushing through you, and it made me very emotional. Oh, and right. I was annoyed. I was pissed off beyond belief. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And it ruined the rest of the day. Yeah. We kind of looked sure. for the... It was like I couldn't get past that. Right, right. And I think it was just because he, it had scared me so bad, and that made me angry. So we basically, after this, once... I calmed down and John said, seriously, are you hurt? And again, I'm not lying. There was nothing wrong. It was just, it had scared me so bad that it kind of ruined the whole experience. So that was, that was my big, and Matt has made fun of me ever since. Kathleen sent me an email saying, I got to explain to Kevin that being thrown under the bus is just an expression. (laughs) (laughs) This ended very well. If, if that wall hadn't have been there, you hadn't thought ahead. I mean, you weren't quick or right. This could have ended much worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like one of these so. snuggles laying there would have been flat Stanley. Right. So it was. <laughs> one way to put it. It was very. Um, it was scary. I was. Yeah, scared. I can't imagine. Now wow. the cool part about going to Monaco at this time was the guy drove us on the track. Right. Of the race. Oh, oh, that's neat. So we actually drove the race track. Wow. Wait, yeah. that's a misnomer. There is no track. No, it's, it's the street. street. It's it's street. street. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. However, we had a van driver who was a little squirrely <laughs> and decided that sometimes going around the vans and seeing if he could throw the chubby boys across the van would be fun. So we did. <laughs> so he like go time. from side to side of the van. He, he was cute. <laughs> he did. So the cruise was was an experience, and it was sort of we had looked for the cruise to be sort of relaxing before our big. ABD trip and it wasn't. It was go 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 and there was a lot of stuff going on. We ended our cruise. We went well, first of all, I have to tell you, we had gone to Barcelona. We flew into Barcelona and Matt was there a day early and we didn't know because we got in really early. What are we going to do with our morning? So we set, went to his hotel and left our luggage and we decided we would explore Barcelona for a, half a day before right. we went to the cruise. Well, Matt stayed in the industrial concrete part of Barcelona and. Nothing was open. Now, this is the hotel that Disney uses. <laughs> this is what's important about this story. Is this is the same hotel that Disney uses. Oh. oh. The Hotel it? Diagonal Mar. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Is that where y'all stayed the first time? It's supposed to be a beautiful hotel. Oh, it's not. No? <laughs> it, it's 1970s Ramada Inn. Wow, mm. really? Uh, it's new, but it looks like a 1970s <laughs> Ramada Inn. They don't have a restaurant. They have a bar where you can get coffee and stuff, but... Nothing. Uh, no, this was a Sunday morning. Nothing around this place within a six-block radius was, was it open in Barcelona. In the it city? was right out by the port. It was about a oh, seven-minute okay. drive from. Now, and if they tell you it's within walking distance to everything, no. you call them on it because that's not true. You should have stayed at El Palace. Okay. <laughs> Long story short, we come back, we get off in Barcelona, and we've hired another car and driver. We have found out that this works better for us than trying to find taxis all along. Agreed. It's a little more expensive, but we did it in New York. It's an, and they, you know, if you purchase anything, they put your, and you've got somebody who knows where they're going. Right. We had a great driver and a great guide, and they showed us Barcelona, which I think might be one of the prettiest European cities. It is beautiful. gorgeous. Absolutely. We toured Gaudi architecture. We went to oh. Sagrada Familia. Okay. Um, she took us. We, we went to a tapas restaurant or a tapas restaurant, tapas. and it was a beautiful, wonderful day. And, and then beautiful. they took us to the airport 
while we flew out. So we loved Barcelona. Then we went out to Milan, which was an incredible experience. We stayed in the sort of historical area of Milan. People say if you stay in Milan, it's a little bit more of a of a it's bustling a city. city than say Rome. It or doesn't Venice. have the ruins. It doesn't have all. It doesn't. Right. People say that Milan is not really a tourist destination. We loved it. We thought it was great. The place where we stayed was wonderful. The the highlight of Milan was we went to see the Last Supper. Now I got to tell you a funny story about this. Blew us away, I think. We had tried Milan. We were going to be in Milan Sunday afternoon, Monday, and Tuesday. Well, the museums in Milan are closed on Monday, so our only chance to see the Last Supper was on Tuesday. Tickets are sold out. We went through the concierge desk at the hotel where we stayed, and we could take a city tour. It was a three-hour tour by bus, and you got to see the Duomo, you got to see what they call the Galleria, and you got to see La Scala, and then the finale was you went to see the Last Tupper. So they told us it was 60 euros a person. Go meet the bus at 9.15. Now, the bus was around the corner from our hotel, so we were there at 9.15, got on the bus, and we got a stern lecture from the tour guide that other people might get on the bus and try and take our seats. So we should mark our seats in some way and sort of mark them. Well, that's what I thought. And she said, and you should sort of defend your seat. So if you have something you can leave on your seat, leave it on the seat. We thought, Okay, who's getting on? The Huns? No, really? So, really? The barbarians? So we're sitting there and we're thinking, all right, one of us <laughs> should stay on the bus. Okay, we'll take turns. Defend your seat. So we're sitting there and she says, okay, now get off the bus. The bus never moved. All of the things that we were going to tour, we could see <laughs> We could see the bus from where we went. We never went more than a block in any direction. The bus was only to count us. <laughs> it was really funny. She got on. She gave this big long speech about your seats, and she talked about the tour and what we were going to see and what we were going to do. And she went and through. And she move? counted us. And Not for the first back. two and a half hours. And then she counted us again. And then she said, "Okay, off the bus." And we <laughs> thought, "Why did we get on the bus?" So, so you finally went to the bus to see the Last Supper, and the Last Supper is breathtaking. But you go through these series of vapor lock rooms, 15 people at a time, and you only have like a 10-minute window. And then they tell you you're going to be allowed 10 minutes in the room with the Last Supper. So we walk in, and there's a tour guide, and she says, now there's two paintings at each end of the room. There's a painting at each end of the room. One painting is the Last Supper. And she starts her spiel in English with the fact that there's a much lesser painting at the other end of the wall. Let's all turn and look at that. It's not very good, and the artist is unknown. And you're thinking, I just went through four vapor locks to get in here. Who do I, why would I care about the one that's not very right, good? Exactly. So she's talking about the painting behind us, and 15 people are facing exactly the opposite <laughs> direction. But it's spectacular, and it's moving, and it's How big is it? It's huge. huge. And it's not a painting like a painting you would hang on a wall. It's actually the upper half of the wall. The wall, yeah. Oh, okay. I would say as long as the wall behind you. Yeah. Or longer. And probably as tall from the ceiling to the floor, but wow. it's up higher. Yeah, I knew it's, it was part of the wall. And it's, it's a, a very fresco, it's a very yeah. stark room. There's a couple of very modern benches in there, but it, it's almost like they've made that little thing just the museum. No natural lighting. What right, condition okay. was the fresco in? Um, it's been cleaned. And it's vibrant, and the colors are bright. But there are parts that are decayed off the right. wall. Right. I mean, it started to flake. And they worried so, about it not being there for a while. So that was a big highlight for it, me. It's summer. funny. Yeah. We had pictures outside during World War II. Two of the walls were destroyed, and neither of the paintings were harmed. Huh. Wow. That's amazing. So it's, it's literally amazing. Yeah. Um, after seeing The Last Supper, we got on a train, and we went out to Lake Como. Ooh, did you see Clint? 
Uh, well, there's later. Later. We got. We were within a block and a half of him. Mm. Um, not at Lake Como, though. No, not at Lake Como. Uh, one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Huh. We took a boat ride around the lake. It was absolutely stunning. It might be the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my wow. entire life. Wow. It's this glacier lake and these huge mountains on each side covered with Italian villas. Oh, and it's gosh. little pockets, little small towns around the lake. Um, it's an hour from Milan. It was, what was it, seven euros a piece to take the train out? It, you get off the, the termination point is Lake Como. You get out and the lake's across the street from you. And I think, what did we pay, $12 for the boat ride? Something like that. Had gelato and got back on and came back to Milan. I would recommend that to anyone. Oh, man. I can imagine spending weeks in Lake Como. Absolutely the most gorgeous place I've ever seen in life. So we then, the next day, get on the train and we go into Rome. And that's the start of our adventure. We arrived a day early in Rome and our people were coming in a little at a time. Had a chance to meet our guides and... We had stayed at this hotel before, so we knew what was in the area, and we sort of helped people out, finding places to eat. Um, This was, first and foremost, was an incredible group of people. These were people we've traveled with before. Yeah, it was a great group of people. We had so much fun, and just it's so great to travel with people you know, and just, it was fantastic. I can't say enough about I got up this morning, and we were having breakfast, and I thought, I miss our folks. It's like we're, we're having breakfast alone. Yeah. So it was really great. And the hotel in Rome is um, quaint. One of our guests said she felt like Marie Antoinette. It's all very Aww. French antique or Italian antique. Absolutely beautiful and centrally located. It's within a three or four minute walk to the Trevi Fountain. Oh, wow. So nice it's really area. centrally yeah. located. Yeah. It's right at the base of the Via Veneto. So it's in a really nice neighborhood and just absolutely lovely. We did all the adventures by Disney stuff. Um, one of the things I got to do this trip that I didn't do in the past was I actually went to the forums and you sort of walk the grounds that gladiators walked Mm -hmm. and Caesar walked. So that's all very, very cool. Um, the forums are not handicapped accessible. No. No. Kevin did not go to the Or stroller accessible. Exactly. There are large boulders everywhere. Uh, Rome was very crowded and hot, warm. There was a lot of cruise ships in, in port, Mm -hmm. but our guides were great. Um, We've done that portion of the trip. We loved it. We had a great time again. I could go back to Rome. I know you're not. It's not your favorite. I it it never has been. I find Rome to be a little chaotic, and I I don't find Rome warm and friendly. There's lots of great stuff to see, and once you see it, it's not like a place I want to hang out. Now you know about how in Adventures by Disney you get a pin every day of your adventure. Mm -hmm. They did something new. Was something this is the first time we experienced it for people who are repeat. ABDers or the insiders, you got a pin that's your number of trips. Oh, wow. kind of like an AA pin, but not as yeah, that's right. <laughs> the same thing. That is difficult to get. <laughs> right. So if you've been twice, you got a number two. We were, had six trips, so this was a number six on it. So I thought that was a really cool touch. And they kind of did a little like two minute um, ceremony where they started with folks who had been here. This is your second trip, and right. they worked their way up. And a bunch of our people got pins with larger numbers on them so great that was very cool they also did it up at a rooftop terrace so we were overlooking rome during the sunset and then we went down a floor or two floors to have dinner so it was all really nice so rome was great and nothing you know food was good food was very Mm -hmm. good we enjoyed our food very much uh, both on and off the adventure at that point everything was going well 
And we got on the bus to go to our next destination. Well, we went. We said we stopped for half a day in a little town called Orvieto. We've talked about Orvieto before. Everybody on the trip loved Orvieto. And then you leave. Well, we took everybody to our favorite ceramic stop shop. So that was fun. And everybody went on the trip was very tickled that we had a favorite ceramic. Is that where you got the gigantic... uh, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the folks on our trip bought stuff and they ship it like the day you leave. So when they arrived home, people had things waiting for them, which is really nice. We got to tell you a little bit about Orvieto had a little celebration while we were there. Apparently we went during Pentecost, (laughs) which... Being raised Catholic, I did not realize this was a huge holiday, but apparently it is in Orvieto. And to celebrate Pentecost, they had a celebration at the church. And part of the celebration was they took a dove and put it in a lucite container. First they wrapped it in cotton batting. And then put it in a lucite container and then shoved it down a wire towards the church. And as it approached the church, fireworks go off. As if okay. the dove wasn't traumatized enough by being put in a loose eye ball and being thrown at a church, then we should and fire And 15, so. standing next to the, it's like a telephone pole with like this sunburst on it. The dove gets close to it, the fireworks go off, and around the pole there are 15 trumpeters trumpeting at the dove. <laughs> and they take the dove out. Oh God, and poor they, thing. And they present the dove to... Is it alive still? It was still alive. To the... It's deaf, but it's alive. <laughs> to the most recently married couple of the village and they live with the dove for a year <laughs> trying to trying to sue the, the crazy it crazy ass Italians. <laughs> now you have to understand that we they told us that this square where the church is is going to get very crowded and we said let's get out of here <laughs> so we started walking down the hill and we heard this it was this loud loud group coming at us and we went to a, a, a little cafe that was three steps up. So we were like on an elevated con- or paved pa- elevator paved pad and watched the processional. And it was um, the ladies who lunch with their cotton candy hair. And there was the folks trapping up, tramping up that hill. Well, then like Renaissance reenactors showed up in stilt walkers. <laughs> it, was the most, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And alive. the entire dove torturing ceremony took about six minutes. And then they turned around and all went, tramped back down the hill. Trudged back <laughs> down the hill. We were. Dutch dove torturing ceremony. <laughs> well, later in the trip, we were in Florence. I'm jumping ahead. But where we were told to meet, apparently they're trying to close all of the daycare centers in Florence. And there was this huge protest of like, 150 people and they all had kazoos and trumpets and bongo drums and tambourine and we were standing there and it was so loud and Matt looks at me and goes now I know how the dove felt (laughs) 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 so we after we left Orvieto and we did have to leave Orvieto they said we're now going to Tuscany and the trip is called now this was one of our guides who said this this is the Tuscan Tower of Terror we were on a 50-seat bus. This one actually moved. A 50-seat bus. They took us up. First of all, it was. they told us it was going to be a three-hour tour. Three-hour ride. Three ride. Hour Sorry. Tour. Well, apparently we got to where they couldn't go any further, and they told us, well, there's an accident, so we have to go a different way. And they've rerouted us. So they took us to another place, and the bus came to an abrupt stop, and we said, what's the matter? And they said, well, they didn't tell us that we couldn't fit under the bridge. 
So oh. we had to go back and go a third way. Our three-hour tour took about five and a half hours. Mm. And we're talking about little tiny country roads where every intersection is a roundabout. And we had some folks on the bus who were really kind of um, car sick. Yeah. It was kind of a long trip. So then they said, okay, we're going to start climbing the mountain. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you I've never, uh, except for the bus, when they hit me, I've never been more afraid in my life. Climbing the mountain? It, it, everybody was laughing and having a good time, but folks were nervous. This is a one-lane road going up to this mountain, and at some point, I'm going to guess you're seven or 800 feet up in the air, and there is a sheer drop down to the valley below you, and you're in a bus that fits on the road. There's no and guardrail. There's nothing. no wall. Oh, my it's God. just a cliff at the and other there end. Were, there, hap- now, there happened to be a wedding at the place we were going. Of course. So they were all coming down in their little matchbox cars. <laughs> so there was a great deal of backing up and down the mountain by the bus, by the car. No. And No. It, it was like it was a it was what a 20 minute ride up the mountain. It took you 20 minutes on the base of the top of this spiraling winding road. Nope. S hairpin turns. Nope. And I mean there were points where he came, the bus driver came to a car and it was a standoff. And he would get out and he would wave his arms and say something. <laughs> and they would get out and wave their arms back. And there was a negotiation. And basically, what it boiled down Money to is passed hands. I'm a bus. <laughs> get out of my way. Okay. And people backed up. And then there was one part in the road. We did this five times. Six times. Six times. One part in the road where no matter how well he negotiated, he could not get the bus around a corner. So you're at the top of the mountain, you're going around a corner, and he has to back up. And the cliff so is behind you. The back of the bus is now off the cliff. Oh my god! Oh this my is god! So scary. I'm not exaggerating here. Oh, I would be terrified. It was. So, now they kept telling us we we're going to a villa that was owned by the Medici family. Now we're at the top of the hill. You're going to a villa that was owned by the Medici's. Well, no, that's actually not true. We could see the villa that was owned by the Medici's. We stayed in the Medici stable. Okay, can you believe this? It was a converted a horse stable. It was oh, a converted really horse stable. Yeah, How cool. great. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. That's one word. Now, I'm going to just describe our room. Well, first of all, one of the people on our trip said, after staying in Rome, I don't feel like I'm in a hotel. I feel like I've done a beach share on the cheap with some friends of mine, and none of the furniture in my room works. You had to have two hands and a foot to pull the dressers out. Rustic. We, we Okay, yeah, that's a really fancy word for it. When we walked into our room, we had two beds. We had a full-size bed, and we had a single bed. Both were about 12 inches off the floor. Now, I told you I'm having a knee problem. I'm not really good sitting 12 inches off the floor. Oh. Once you get down 12 inches off the floor, it's very, very difficult to stand back to up. To get back up again. Now, this was a big rectangular room with terracotta-tiled floors. So it was kind of chilly. So we decided, okay, let's take the other bed apart and put it together. Well, it wasn't really a mattress and box spring. It was a mattress. So we put the twin-size mattress on my side of the bed. So John slept <laughs> about... Oh, we, we had terraced sleeping while oh, we were You redid the room? Yeah. Well, what happened was the beds weren't a mattress and a box spring. They were a mattress on a piece of plywood yeah sort of a, a with feet that's classy right mm. sort that's of very first constructed was bed. the bedding nice the be- no, no the bedding was awful and they kept saying these are going to be the most comfortable beds you've ever slept in and I, was, now, I, I apologize i like a really fluffy feather pillow 
these were, and please tell, uh, trust me, I'm not exaggerating. These were rectangular blocks of foam. They had edges and corners. The pillowcase was perfectly creased. The, it was a block of foam. That's kind of like what I sleep on. I sleep on one of those contour pillows. I can't. No, no, no. This no, wasn't no. a contour pillow. <laughs> no, this was. A Did block. you get pictures of this? No. <laughs> okay, it was horrible. So then we walked into the bathroom and our shower. Now we have a walk-in shower because I have a cane. Cool. John described it as the only way to wash was you had to use T-Rex arms. It's time to wash. At one point, I soaped the visual the walls. of them. Both of them doing that. Our little listeners T-Rex. did not have the visual <laughs> of John doing T Rex arms as he washed. Oh my lord! I had to soap the walls and spin. Rubbed up against the walls. Was it tall enough though? Was the shower head above your head? Well, the shower head you could take out. So you you reached up and you grabbed the shower head and you went. <laughs> The shower was it was tall enough, but it, and it was very hard to get into. So you kind of go sideways. The doors opened. It opened like theater curtains, and the door opened. I'm not exaggerating. This wide. It was like <laughs> it's about nine inches wide. So you kind of went in, and you kind of held stuff in, and you tried not to touch, and you got inside, and you thought, oh, "Crap! Now I have to close these doors." It was. Was it clean though? Was the, I mean, spotlessly yeah, clean? Yeah. Okay. The, I, the okay. room was clean, and it was. I think recently renovated looked like it was freshly painted. However, it was really, the, you know, rustic is a nice word for it. It was not. It was uh, cheap. It was a very cheap 1950s room. roadside motel oh, furniture geez. with a view. So, right. so we we get our bed all situated in our terrace, our terrace sleeping, sleeping, and everybody else is sort of we've met, we've jet, we've joked about the rooms and how horrible they are. We've all kind of. Now they also described this, They described this hotel as having you could buy there were shops. Oh yeah. You oh. could buy their olive oil and their wine. Cool. Well, their shop turned turned out to be a knickknack cabinet. <laughs> a curio cabinet with a glass oh, front. Geez. And you had to get the guy at the front desk to open it up. Can you up thirty three but not cool like that, huh? <laughs> No, not That's cool. about the size of it. However, it was like they had Bed Bath & Beyond products <laughs> really? that had olives on the front of them. So the first night we get there and we get settled in and How everything. How many nights were you here in this room? Three. Three. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was not pretty. So the first night we get there, we get in, we get our now, room. Now, I just, I just, for everyone's point of reference, I want you to be aware that the average person on this trip spent $4,700. Per person. Per person for this. And then we had people who were traveling solo who have to pay a single supplement. Those people are paying nearly 7000 Wow! for this. I just want to put that in perspective as John and Kevin go on. So now, one of our singles had a room with no window. Again, I talked about how we were in a horse stable. And some of us, the lucky ones, stayed downstairs where the horses got to sleep. Where the horses, they weren't there. They weren't there. (laughs) Unlucky stayed with the chickens. No, the unlucky stayed in the hayloft above the horse Now that sounds cute, but there's no window? No. One of our people stayed in a room that was about a third of the size of this room. Okay. And had Keep no. Keep in mind, the room we're in right now is about 320 square feet. So you're talking about a room that's about 100 square feet. You had to get on the bed to close the door. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and the selling point was he had a fireplace. Well, he had sort of a cutout where a fake yeah, fireplace no would go. But that was the only way you could get around the bed was to walk into the fireplace. His actual, <laughs> his, actual, his actual words were, to get around the bed, I have to put my butt in the fireplace. I'm laughing, but this is horrible. Seriously, no window. No window. Are you no sure? Window. I went and saw the room. There was no window. What do you mean, are you sure? There's so, a window where there's well, a window. Well, there wasn't like a, a skylight no, 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 or no, no, nothing? No. no, no, there was nothing. So if you want to start a fire in that room, you're making a serious decision about right. what you're doing for the rest of the now, night. Now, the other thing that was weird, and I've never had this happen, and it bothered me every single night. You had to lock the door from inside. With the key, like turn the key to lock yourself So to in. get out of your room in the morning... You had to have the key and unlock the door. Oh, I didn't hold right. the key in from my hand. inside, and the whole time, my screaming little brain kept saying, "If there's ever a fire, we have to have that key." Yeah, I'd hold so, it in my hand. On that I, well, one. I said to John, "Lock the door, but leave the key in the lock." Right. It was. I think that's kind of scary. And we were up. Not that I. If there was a fire, what would we have done? We were seven thousand feet in the air up a one lane road. Um, well, let me ask you, like, if you get put in a room with no window, who do, do you go to your guides or do you go to the front desk uh, or what do you do? L- backing up a little bit, when we stayed in Rome, we stayed in a very nice hotel. It was a beautiful hotel. Um, the same person who got the no-windowed room in, in Tuscany also got a non-renovated room in Rome. And he was on the of, first floor. On the first floor, he was of he was of good spirit. We joked around about it. We said, "Oh, ha ha, ha you get this because you're alone." Ah, you know, all joking mm-hmm. about it. When we got to Tuscany, he was not very happy. I wouldn't have been either. No. He kind of said, "Listen, I kind of feel like I've been screwed. This yeah. is the second time I've been put in a crappy room." But oh there were no other rooms available in the horse stable. No other stalls. <laughs> there were no other stalls available. <laughs> so he spent the first night in that room and. The hotel management said, well, the next day people will check out. Mm. We'll move you to another room. But by that time, the damage is done. Damage yeah. is done. You know? Now, he mm. also was lucky enough to find in his room a rate card. The hotel had left a rate card in the room. His room was 88 euros a night. $100. And he paid $7,000 no. <clears> for this trip. Okay. Here's just where I have to come in for a second. <clears throat> Adventures by Disney has this habit, and they did this to us on the London trip, the London Paris trip last year. And it seems to be on these European trips, they have a habit of giving things these incredible names. You're going to go stay in a Tuscan villa. The same way I was going to have first-class accommodations on the Eurostar. What I was in on the Eurostar was was premium economy, not first-class. You weren't in a Tuscan villa. You were in a horse stable. And this is what they do. Because what they're doing is they're going on the cheap to save money. You're not, that's something being passed on to you, by the way. Before you go on to more, I also want to say that we did not experience this part of the trip in December. Right. Because you can't get to the death camp on top of the mountains. As we we referred to it affectionately after that, it was the prison. The mountaintop prison. Like a hostel kind of a thing? No, this was actually a destination resort. And. Now, I do have to step back a second and say some of the folks on our trip, one lady had a four-poster bed and a beautiful view and loved it. So they were all unique rooms. Yes. However, when you've paid $7,000, unique can be a good word or a bad word. Right. So, I mean, and the views for this resort, the the grounds were beautiful and the the views were beautiful. However, the highlight of going to Tuscany and seeing the Tuscan countryside... 
most people wanted to spend some time in Florence. Had we allowed ABD to run this, one of our days at the mountaintop prison was what they called a quiet day by the pool. So well, there we, was a pool. Uh, the pool uh, was up uh, two flights of stairs. With no handrail. Now, three of the people on our trip were using a cane. Okay? There were three people using canes for various reasons. We went to our welcome dinner at the mountaintop well, before prison. Before we get to the welcome dinner, let me just, I want to kind of sort of set the stage for that. But going back a second, we did not do this on our December trip. You know we stayed in Florence. Right. We fought to get that hotel. Things didn't work out. I would give this trip, the trip we did in December, I would give it 100% satisfaction. 100%. So it's this sort of middle part that's where it fell apart. So we have come back. We've we've had our five-hour ride the first night. We're late to the resort. Okay, go and check in your room. You've got 20 minutes before we're going to go to dinner. We're going to take the bus to the village, which is right next door on the mountaintop, and we're going to have dinner in the village. Now, the village has shops. And artisans. Well, they described it. We, we, we took a bus to it, so that should tell you something. It's a road that, again, is one lane. It has a couple of streetlights on it, but I'm going to guess it's a half a mile. Yeah. And you walk to it, and we get there, and they tell us that the only way to get up to the level where there's anything, I'm not going to be able to do this justice. You're just going to have to trust me that I'm telling you the truth is there's a full one-story incline covered with boulders and rubble and broken rock and gravel. You're talking about a 60-degree incline up into this quote-unquote medieval town. Sounds like is. Oh, my goodness. But with bad roads. And, And it was loose stones, and it was uneven. There was not even a paved area where you could sort of pretend you were going to walk up and be safe. I mean, we're not talking stairs. Picture jagged yeah. little boulders that, and it, uh, I made it up. John talked me through making it up, and he said to me during dinner, you're not enjoying any of this, are you? And I said, no. He said, because you have to get back down that. And there were three of us with canes. Now, this village had a, a store that sold leather goods. It was opened one night while we were there from 9 8 p.m. till midnight. And there was a gelato what? shop. I'm not right. making this up. What like kind of leather were they like, like shoes. And, <laughs> <laughs> really? Shoes and purses and... Chaps. Leather. I mean, Whips. wallets and stuff, I guess. Yeah. And a gelato shop that we don't think was open the whole time we were there. So, it, when I tell you that, you know, the frustration level, you think to yourself... A set of stairs, a ramp, something. Have this someplace else. I don't know how they had anyone on this adventure ever who had any really severe disability. You know, yeah. I almost thought about my mom going on that trip. I'm so she glad. She would not have gotten up to that restaurant. She would have told you, Peter, I'm going to go sleep, sit in my room. Yeah, I'll sit on the bus and wait. So if you couldn't have gotten up, you wouldn't have been able to eat. No. Correct. You would not have been able to eat. Now, they, sold wow. us, they told us that there would be a wine tasting. Now, have you ever been to a wine tasting? There's usually a bunch of wines, and there's someone there who tells you about the different wine. There were two, a rosé and a red. You got a little bit of glass of each, and they said, we make these here on the property. Oh, jeez. Let's go to dinner. Then we had to get back on the bus. This is what I mean, is that they exaggerate. That's what they call a wine tasting. This is what they call a villa. This is what they call first-class accommodations. And it's none of those things. 
But rather than actually deliver on those things and give you those things, they figure you're stupid enough to hear Italian Villa or Tuscan Villa, and you're, you, you, you won't know the difference. Do you ever see the movie Tea with Mussolini? It's not a very well-known right. movie. That's what, it was a very popular topic of discussion. It seemed that everybody believed that's where we were going. But in, and you were in, uh, under the Tuscan sun before she renovated, though, right? Did you see that movie? We yeah, did we on the bus. Saw it on the bus. Oh, they really? showed us on the bus. Now, I to kill we had the day the after we arrived was supposed to be quiet day. And um, we had arranged, because what happens is it's a quiet day. Before and you go to quiet day, can I back up one second? We got to talk about the first actual night at the resort. So we talked about how we're staying in sort of the stables portion of the resort. And you, the, all of the doors face out into... The Tuscan countryside, I guess. There's a covered walkway, but there's no hallway. Your doors are just open out into the outside of the resort. <sighs> because it was covered, there were birds living up in these sort of eaves eaves of the this covered area. But they weren't like any normal bird. For some reason, these birds up got up at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> they were swallows. And... Do you remember the scene in The Birds where they're all in the house and they've nailed all the words, sh- the doors and the windows shut yeah, and they hear yeah. the birds in the attic? And then she goes up and gets upset. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what this was. And These birds went from 2.30 until 6.30. I, I, I kept saying, John, I'm going to go out and I'm going to throw things at them. We were all about eaves. So you know, you think that you've got... <laughs> oh, that was bad. So you think you've got... Okay, so it must be us. We're just sensitive. We just heard the birds. The first thing out of everybody's mouth this morning is, did you want to kill those freaking birds? <laughs> what Everybody. about the guy that was up in the attic? Up in he the couldn't loft? hear them yeah. because he had no windows. No windows. <laughs> no windows. So yeah, he was at least had that going. So they it. explained to us that this is a rare breed of swallow. They have a red chest, a red mark on their chest, and they're protected and they can't do anything about them. I thought, a little rat poison would take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> so we get through our first night, and the next day is was supposed to be our free day in Tuscany, and that we would stay at the resort. But ahead of time, Kevin and I had arranged for to use the ABD bus and driver to take whoever wanted to go into Florence for the day. We know that you can't have enough time in Florence, and on your day you go to Florence, you have about three hours of free time. We knew that wasn't going to be enough for people. Three of our groups stayed back. Again, in all fairness, these people thought Five it was great. Five of our group. Frank's. Um, oh yeah, I forgot Frank's. Family. Was there? There was food at the resort, though, right? There was no, a. There was a lunch. There was a, a lunch. It was from no eleven thirty to twelve thirty. There was no restaurant. There was a bar that was open at night. No room room service. There was no room service. When we were on our way to this resort, when we were on our way to the stables. On the bus, they said, we're going to stop at the Autostrada. We're going to stop at the rest area along the highway. We suggest that you stock up because there's nothing at this resort when things are closed. Why are you staying there? There's not a soda machine. Why are they putting people there? This is what I don't understand. Why would ABD, when they keep saying that, you know, this is a first-class vacation, there's nothing about this experience that sounds first-class to me. The view. The but, view is first class. But how much can you enjoy a view when you're scared? I can't sleep on a view. Right. Okay. I can't eat a view. <laughs> Somebody else pointed something out. I can't shop at a view. <laughs> no. The highlight of the Tuscan area is that you get to go into Florence for the day. We've raved about Florence. And as one of our travelers put it so eloquently, when I go to Disney, I stay at Disney so I don't have to travel. Staying at the Hilltop Prison was a three-hour event 
forward and back to go to Tuscany for the day. It was an hour and a half in and an hour mm. and a half out. So that's valuable vacation time that you've now yeah, wasted so my, on a bus. My question, ABD, is this. Are there no hotels in Florence? No, there are beautiful. There are beautiful hotels. We stayed hotel. in one. And yeah. that's where you should have been staying. Right. right. Now, I do have to, I just want to say that some people thought this resort was all the words that Teresa used. Rustic and charming. They apparently had better rooms than some of us. But there were people who liked the vast majority of us felt it was wanting for one reason or another accessibility uh access to coffee when you wanted it access to food when you want i'm sorry lunch from 11 30 to 12 30 is kind of limited let me ask this though you think abd was going at it like it was an authentic i think this lowered abd's cost per night yeah Really? You don't think it, they were going at it like thinking you're going to give you an authentic well, I think that's that's that, if, You know what they should have done? That should have been an afternoon. Right. We're going to give you an afternoon in Tuscany. And we're going to go to this place as a destination and do something there. Now, I have to finish up our Tuscan Tower of Terror with the fact that on our last night, we had dinner and they decided to provide us with entertainment. Oh. I can tell you that there was a great deal of audience participation begrudgingly I have you've seen the emails several of our groups said this was one of the just the worst things at one point they I, made three men sure, can I describe ahead. it I'll describe it oh lord because you know I'm going to use bad words so we're having dinner and, and this is the night that we're doing our quote unquote Tuscan barbecue think everything you think about barbecue and forget it <laughs> it was like the weirdest food came out and just it was just not good so we're having our Tuscan barbecue, and we're all sort of enjoying each other's company. And then in, right before dessert, out in comes this performing troupe des- dressed in what I assume is authentic Tuscan performing troupe garb. And they're playing music. <laughs> and, they're, you know, and they're actually quite good. The songs they're playing are good, and they're fun, and they're upbeat. Well, it turns out that part of what they do is this audience participation comedy routine. Oh. So the first thing they do is they take a guy out of the out of the group and they dance with him. And then there's a woman and they go over and they sing to her and they kiss her on the cheek. And then they do this thing where they pretend they have a box of wine on their back and they're giving people wine out of the box. Well, the mimes? We, they, no, were they were singing, singing the whole dancing time. Dancing and sort okay. of singing in Italian. It was a, it was a singing I'm trip. fairly certain they sang the same song over and yeah, over again. It was one again. long song. And so then we get to a point where they say, okay, now they go into the audience and they're trying to find three men. We need three men to come up. And they set up three chairs in the middle of the room. And you know this is going to be bad. Oh, no. So they grab one of the guys who's uh, um, Frank's brother. In law. Brother in law got up. And then they got Matt. And I could see that they were kind of circling the room and making some people uncomfortable. So then I volunteered. I thought, let me at least try to save this. So we get up there and we're sitting in these three chairs and they're singing this song and no one can understand what they're saying because it's in Italian. And then they pull out a wig, a female wig, and they put it on one gentleman's head. Then they sing some more and they pull out another female wig and they put it on another gentleman's head. Then they pull out a third red wig and they put it on my head. And the song was about the three promiscuous women of the village. Oh, my oh no. God. And how the red-haired woman was the most promiscuous of them all. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and wait. This is not the most shocking this thing. This is not the most no. shocking thing. It gets worse. So, okay. We get through our embarrassment and ha, ha, ha. And we, get, and we sit down. And then they put four chairs out. And they need four guys. And nobody wants to go up. Four more guys. Four now, different people guys. People are doing this. Right. 
people are like, Kevin's hiding behind people. I kept saying to them, I have a cane. I can't go up there. So they managed to pull four guys out of the audience, out of our group, and they sit them down. And when they sit them down, they put animal hats and faces on them. One person had a pig. A lamb. One person was a lamb. Oh, God, one person was a donkey. And one person was a rooster. Had a rooster head and a rooster gobble thing. And they're singing the song and they're singing the song. And as they're singing this song, they take one of the gentlemen and they sit them on another gentleman's lap and sort of do this sort of back and forth motion (laughs) on the chair. One of the people has their hands on his hips and is lifting his hips and pushing him back. Then they go and they take another gentleman animal and they put him on the other guy's lap. Oh, animal. And then by the time this song is over, all four of the gentlemen are in a extremely compromising position. And the people Can you imagine? And the people in the troop are grabbing their hips and pushing them back and forth against each other. And we had one I part. would have burned the place to the <laughs> yes, ground. This was the thank God Pete is not here. Um and uh one of the people in our group was spoke Italian and she said, I know what this song is about. This is the song that's about the animal orgy. No. Oh jeez. And this is on an Adventures by Disney trip. Now, this was all adults. There were no real children. Right. There was no children on our trip. But aren't, don't they, like, check this out before they set these trips What's up? really funny is that we were there in December, and we thought the entertainment in Venice was un- inappropriate. And I told everybody I spoke to at Adventures by Disney, I do not want that happening with this group. It's not funny. It's inappropriate. It goes on too long. And our people don't enjoy that. And that yeah. nobody enjoys that. Nobody enjoys that kind of humor. So they spring it on us in this, where we have no place else to go. Wow. I tur- I, after it was all done, I went to the one guy and I said, listen, that's the gayest thing I've ever seen. And I'm married to a man. So <laughs> something's wrong here. Animal orgy. It was wildly just... uncomfortable. No doubt. And the laughter was genuine. But it's because Nervous. this group made the best of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I played it up. People in Puka picked played it up. But it was very, very uncomfortable and very, I thought, was inappropriate. Hmm. And then, <laughs> I'm sorry. You didn't do that. And then to top it all off, they had insert the injury. Our dessert came. And it was kind of like we were served roof shingles for I, dessert. I, I, you have to stop. It was a large plate. And on the plate, there were two triangles about a quarter of an inch thick and they were brown dark brown i said i have a feeling had we been here earlier or later that this would have been more successful i think we were there when it failed and everybody thought it was a brownie that didn't rise it was going to be a very dense chocolate tort right all i can tell you is that 26 people were served this and every one of us did the same thing took a bite of it and then reached in our mouth and laid it back on the plate. Oh wow. It tasted of there was come some kind of meat involved. Oh. Oh my god. It was it, it wow. tasted it tasted the dessert meat. It tasted <laughs> like, like food the, orgy or something. It tasted like the treats I give the dog. And yes, mm. I've tasted them. What? It was awful. And they would come around and they would say to you, "But it has walnuts on top of it." You have to know a dessert is bad. When twenty six people won't, twenty five people won't eat it. At one point, I cut it, and I think it healed. I'm not quite sure. It was frightening. It was really bad. They never told you what it was. No, no, it no was some kind of bean. We- it was just weird. It was just very, very weird. It was like bean curd. 
Mm. With walnuts, though. It was the dreadful. walnuts that make Sounds it. bizarre. And, and they, pine nuts. The next day was our regular day in Tuscany and in Florence, and it was great. And then the following day, we left the Hilltop Prison, and we went about the rest of our trip. And the rest of our trip was incredible. The rest of our trip was magical. We were in Venice. Um, one of the things that they did was for every couple or family or group of friends traveling together, everybody had their own gondola. And this was something they did to try and make up for oh, the nice. issues that were happening oh, in okay. So this was not on the agenda. Well, well it's always a gondola trip, but you don't yeah. ever get your own gondola. And when we talk a gondola trip, they put as many people. You can see gondolas going by with six, seven, eight, nine mm-hmm. people in it, and you're very crowded. And they not only had their own gondola, there were, for every couple of gondolas, there was a musician. And a singer. And a singer. And we kind of grouped together, and they would sing a song, and then we'd go about our way. It was so special that um, people from restaurants came out. Waiters came out. People threw open their doors in Venice because this is something you don't see often. You see the gondoliers go by, but you don't see this sort of fanfare. So that was really great. And our hotel in Venice, if Venice was the Magic Kingdom, our hotel is Bay Lake Towers. Okay. It is... The epicenter of Venice is St. Mark's Square. It's where, you know, all pretty much everything leads to St. Mark's Square. Our hotel was maybe 15, 20 mm. steps outside of St. Mark's Square. And I'm not talking blocks. I'm talking actual steps. And this right. is a this is a high luxury hotel. Um, great service. Great. Everything was fantastic. The rest of the trip was great. We did mask making with our group. Um, a lot of fun. We had a great deal of fun doing that. We did our tour of Florence together. I mean, of Venice together. Um, we stayed extra days because you can never have enough time in right. Venice. Exactly. So, I mean, unfortunately for the rest of the group, for the people who didn't stay extra days, it's only two nights in Venice. So it's kind of like... And again, there's not enough free time. I just want to reiterate that at the end of all of this, we had a spectacular group of people who were very forgiving and very willing to let things go. That's nice. We had a good time despite some of the downfalls. Uh, we had a couple of folks who were not happy with their room, and we did what we could. I would say most people would say this was a vacation of a lifetime. However, the center section failed, in my opinion. And what's funny is somebody pointed out that if you go back and read the trip reports on the ABD board on the Diz. People gloss over this section. Rome they gloss great. over the Tuscan Rome part. was fantastic. Florence was nice. Venice was great. And you think, why are you leaving out that part about the hotel? Are you kind of thinking like, listen, I got gypped, so I want you all to get gypped too? Yeah. I don't want you to really know what happened there. I think one of the huge mistakes is they left a rate card in the room. Yeah. 88 us, euros a night. Right. Letting us know that the, you know this is... Because ABD... They, I'm sorry. They sell this as a luxury trip. ABD should never be putting a guest in a hotel that goes for 88 euros a night. Were there other things in the area that you could have seen? No, Teresa, you are locked in this prison. No, I'm just... <laughs> Teresa, had there been an emergency? No, 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 I'm saying any too. place in the in the general 30-mile whatever radius. Oh, there's there other, other places? places? Yes. Or, uh, we so stayed there are other choices oh, we that could have been made. We stayed at a different resort like this, and there were problems with that also. When you, I tell you we were on top of a mountain, I'm not joking. We could see... I have. I'm bad at this. I'm going to say we could see for 40 miles, and we were in the country. Were your guides apologetic about it, or did they care? Or? They were apologetic to the to the person who had a bad room, and they were, 
you know, trying to whatever they could do within their power. Yeah. You know, you understand that the the guide has no control yeah. over the room you get. But and they it, did make a mistake. It's kind of like don't blame the waiter for the kitchen's right. fault. Yeah. But they did make a mistake. What they did. When the person who had the very bad room was at his most upset, one of the guides said, well, I'll switch rooms with you. I only have a small window. Mm-hmm. Oh. So the person who's paying seven thousand yeah. dollars to be on this trip is now being told, "Well, the guide has a better room than you." Yeah, yeah. That's just not. It's just it not it cool. was a huge tactical error. Well, it sounds like this resort was a, a huge tactical error, and I got to be honest, I am a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed in Adventures by Disney that uh, you know they're, they, they're supposed to guarantee that if you're traveling as a solo. Traveler, that you will be in double accommodations, which did not happen on this trip. Uh, and you know, they did address it. They did do something to try and and make it make it right. Can I say he can I interrupt you and say that once after the first night, a room did become available, a bigger room with a window, and he was moved to that room, but the air conditioning didn't work. Oh, oh man! So that's kind of where the meltdown occurred. It was like, yeah. you know, he couldn't just couldn't catch a break. Now we stayed in this glorious hotel, and when you when you go into a hotel, not every room is one hundred percent the same. Right. Uh, some people had one uh, one of a couple Talking of our Venice? folks. Yes, a yeah, couple Venice. of our folks had uh, a, a small what they call a Juliet balcony, but you could step out onto it and overlook the canal. John and I had a very serviceable room, but our windows were stained glass, and when you opened them, four feet away from you was a brick wall. However, that's sort of, you know, kind of in Europe, it's what you, you know, you get what you get. I'm not complaining, because what I'm telling you is, not everybody, there's not enough balcony rooms for everyone to have that same view. And you know what? That's kind of the luck of the draw. Yeah. And you think that's okay. However, we, the room was gorgeous. The room can be the luck of the draw, the hotel can't be. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, and I'm sorry, if you're paying a single person and then the supplement, so you've, in effect, paid more than anybody else in the trip. You should not get substandard no. accommodations. Right. No, and they did apologize for it, and they did, like I said, they did try and uh, fix it uh, by upgrading some things in in Venice, which I appreciate. I think my feeling is that for this, for the money, you don't get to make screw ups like this. A little due diligence before the trip took place could have avoided all of this. I made a promise to our group. I said, I don't know if the Diz will ever do another Viva Italia trip, but I can promise you we will under one. If we do, it will be under one condition, that we stay in Florence. Yeah. I also want to uh, sort of make sort of a public service announcement. We, I know that you announced the 2013 EBD groups, right. the Diz exclusive groups. Uh, we are not signing those contracts until we have a discussion with Adventures by Disney to make sure that some of these issues are taken care of for future trips. So for folks who are looking for us to start to book these for you, please be patient. We have some phone calls to make. I have your emails. I've sent everybody who sent me an email a response, and I asked you to just be patient. I'll get. I'll let you know as soon as I have this information. I'm not worried about backstage magic. We've done that. We know that, that what they do there is good. We were concerned about our Germany trip. Yeah. And that we don't want to have a, sing, a similar situation. John and I have actually talked about going on the Germany trip prior to our adventure. Just to make sure, to that, make sure that everything runs smoothly. That it's not as surprises don't show up like yeah. the animal orgy. 
I don't, yeah. don't want to invite guests to something I'm unfamiliar with. Not up to this. No. Not up to this. ABD lost my trust on this. They did. They lost mine as well. I got to be honest with you. They lost mine as well. And, uh, you know. That's a shame. Maybe that means something to them. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I, again, please don't, don't misunderstand that. I still think ABD drips are great trips. This is the first one where I've had this level of disappointment. Yeah. This was, this was a tactical error all the way around. And there were several errors made that doesn't negate the fact that we had a great time. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. I'm just sorry that, uh, you know, it had to happen at all. And <clears throat> I don't feel it should have. I think this was completely avoidable. Uh, and I think ABD dropped the ball and they have to be called out on that. It's a product that I love. And uh, I, I've talked about it for a long time, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, say the same things, hold them to the same standard I would hold anybody else to. If they screw up, we're going to say it and uh, be honest about it. And that's what this is. And I want to make sure this gets out there for anybody who's considering doing a Viva Italia trip. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying go into it with your eyes open and understand that this, if you're doing the, you know, if you're not doing the signature trip, if you're just doing the Viva trip, this is where you're staying in Tuscany. Oh, this is just the standard trip. This right. Is. Then there's a signature trip that's more expensive, and I, I, I would, I would highly doubt they're staying. No, in this they place. actually stay in that hotel in Florence in that Florence. we stayed in. Okay. They At Christmas that. time, which was a wonderful hotel. Yeah. Again, perfectly located. Yeah. And John and I, we've told everybody on our trip. John and I worked diligently to get this trip moved there because we had such a good experience there. Let's just say that those communications broke down also. Yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm sorry that you had the challenges that you had, but I'm glad that you're home. I'm glad that you had a good time. Uh, you know, while not as exotic, I am certainly looking forward to our Adventures by Disney backstage magic trip at the end of July. We are too. Um, that's always a great trip. There'll be some different elements on this one, but... Uh, uh, great, great report. I do have to say one more thing. Early on, I was approached by one of the young men who met us in London at our London meet when we were, did the uh, ABD London in Paris. Okay. Adam emailed me months ago and said, I want to propose to my girlfriend, Kat. This is not a spoiler. This has already happened. Oh, I'm Can okay. we come and meet you at the hotel? Well, in Venice. In Venice. I will make all of the arrangements. So I worked it out so that Adam and Kat could join us at our farewell dinner. Oh, isn't that nice? It is. So he proposed to her the night before. Uh, Adam's a classy guy. That's a classy guy. On the Lido. On the Lido at the Cipriani Hotel overlooking St. Mark's Square at night with the lights on. And they had rose petals leading up to where their private table on the beach. Oh, come on. Yeah, really. I said, she said yes, right? Because everybody in this room will say yes if you ask. Yeah, really. Um, Adam's a great guy. Kat was great. They joined us for our farewell dinner, and they stayed in Venice with us a couple days afterwards and spent a lot of time with us. And we wish them the very, very best. She Congratulations, did say yes, guys. That's wonderful. So, that's wonderful. Awesome. So that's it. All right. Well, thank you both. For that, it is great to have you home. We, I, I really, I really miss the heck out of you guys. Um, so great, great to have you back. Thank you. 
And that will do it for this segment. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs>